Wolf, get away from those sheep. Bollocks. You're listening to the Wolf and the Shepherd podcast. Broadcasting from Fort Worth in the great state of Texas. Now, get ready for this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today we have another episode of In Other News. And once again, we would like to welcome from On an Island with Pat Beeman. Pat Beeman, Pat, thanks for joining us once again for In Other News. Max, Tristan, I'll tell you what, I, I wait all week for this. Great, great. So, uh, let's hear our first news story. Well, I've got some uplifting news this week. Oh, good. The last couple of weeks, there are a sporadic number of deaths caused by humans across the articles, whereas this week, most of the deaths are actually caused by animals. So. Oh. All right. Well, you know, that always that yeah. always makes it a little more lighthearted. Right. So here's one. Okay. Right? Just to kind of bring in the topic: hundreds of lethal pufferfish, full of poison, deadlier than cyanide, wash up on a beach in South Africa, killing a dog, a pet dog. Well, is there a different kind of dog? Uh, there's those stray ones. Oh, like a feral dog. Like a coyote. So, but it was somebody's pet dog. Like, well, a- yeah, because they're too far inland. I don't think. Oh. We're going to get any puffer fish washing up, killing any dogs on North Tarrant Parkway. Yeah. Are, are there coyotes in South Africa? No, don't, don't they have jackals? Is it dingoes? They're dingoes, aren't they? Yeah, they do have dingoes in Africa, but I don't know if that's the same bit of Africa. Oh. So remember our geography with Africa is like South it's Africa the, the, and the rest of Africa. Yeah, there's yeah. The big. it's the big one over there in the middle of the globe. It's the big bit, and then there's the small bit at the bottom. Oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay, so pufferfish. Pufferfish, yeah, washed up. Uh, I don't know how it killed the pet dog. I don't know if the pet dog actually ate one of the pufferfish or one of the pufferfish in its last throes of dying, decided to kind of like bite, you know, the dog, or I don't know if they kind of like spit their poison. Don't they, don't they just puff out like a, uh, what is that animal called? The porcupine? Doesn't the porcupine kind of puff out? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not. <laughs> no, I think he just kind of flexes, you know, like he's at the gym and he's taking a selfie, and when he flexes, all his spines come out. That's how, that's how porcupines work. Same with hedgehogs. I've read it on the internet. It's really a poorly written story if we don't know how the fish has delivered its poison. So do you think porcupines have Instagram accounts? Some of them have got to have because I, I follow like about four or five Vishla dogs on Instagram and they're hilarious. Yeah. How many followers do they typically have? Oh, tens of thousands. Yeah, more than us. And they all look the same as well. Do you think it's the same Vishla dog with five different accounts? It might be because, like I said, they all look the same to me. I mean, I've got I've got a Vishla, and if it wasn't for the fact she's as old as dirt and she's got white on her face, I wouldn't be able to tell her if somebody swapped her out. I, w- I wouldn't know. Does yeah. she have an Instagram account? She does, but it's only got like one photo on it. Mm. So apparently, Tess Gridley, who is an expatriate from Sheffield in England, and she's a doctor. Uh, she found hundreds of poisonous pufferfish washed up in South Africa, and she said that they're evil-eyed. They're evil-eyed pufferfish. Now, the South African government has identified the creature, and it's actually called a lethal evil-eyed pufferfish. That's the name. So, it kind of get get what you pay for with that name. So, there was the whole school of them, though, right? 
Well, or was it just one fish? I thought you said there was lots of thousands of them, mate. Yeah, so that's well, it says hundreds in the article, and then it goes on to say thousands. So I don't know who's counting them. Gotcha. Right, Uh, Dr. Gridley. She says the beach is two hundred meters, or like what's that in yards? Like two hundred and thirty yards or something. I'll take your word for that. From our house, and we were on a family walk. I can't say how many there were, as I only looked in a small area. I was with my kids and dog. And prepping for field work, so it's a short visit. But if you did count it, it would have exceeded hundreds. Okay, she was on a family her. walk with her kids and her dog. Was it her dog that died? It just says one dog was killed as a result of the mass stranding. According to the Afri Oceans Conservation Alliance, a local NGO. Now, I don't know about you, but they've got a much more advanced system for tracking pet deaths than they do here in the United States. Because the pet gets hit by a dog, it's like, oh, dead dog. So a pet gets hit by a dog? How does that happen? A pet gets hit by a car. <laughs> hit and run dog. Oh, a hit and run dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think we just need to move on to the next story. Right. This one isn't so much as a story as a headline in a photo. It says Veterin- veterinarians treat exotic birds. A- they have actually spelled veterinarians wrong. That's why I was reading it wrong. It says treat exotic bird realize it's just a seagull covered in curry does tristan realize this is a podcast and people can't see this well yeah but yeah we we, that's why i show you so you comment on it yeah so pat here's the uh, seagull covered in curry yeah honestly it's probably making tristan a little bit hungry because he really he likes his curry does that look like an exotic bird to you pat it it looks like a golden bird as a matter of fact it might be a phoenix Looks like it's from a video it's game. A golden Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, so that's it. Phoenixes um, are not real, right? Or are they real? Have you never been to Arizona? No, that's true. No, Phoenixes are real. Is that where the Phoenixes are from? Is Arizona? Could, no, because if you set fire to them, they rise up again from the ashes. So that's why Phoenix is so hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why it's called Phoenix. It's oh. named after the bird. So the bird's not named after the city? No. Oh, okay. No, it's named so after it's the bird. The other way around. Isn't that what's on the front of a Trans Am as a phoenix? Like the big bird? <laughs> well, big bird as in Sesame Street, big bird. No, no, the big bird on the hood of Trans Ams. Isn't that a phoenix? So is the Trans Am a bird? <laughs> no, it's a Pontiac. Okay. Is that the same as a Cadillac? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a phoenix then. They don't make Pontiacs anymore, I don't think. No, it's unfortunate. It's one of my yeah. favorite car companies, but still have a Pontiac, but it's an old one. Yeah, I do miss Pontiacs. Especially the ones with the phoenixes, yes. Yeah. So toxic people could become a reality, and we're not talking about Meghan Markle. Humans could be on an evolutionary path to developing venomous saliva. What do you think about that, Pat? I think it could come in handy. Well, yeah, you spit at somebody and kind of poison them. Kind of goes back to the puffer fish. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a theme here. You've uh, actually kind of put these together where you could actually call this kind of a theme that's going yeah, on. I mean, basically animals being assholes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. something along those yeah. lines. Uh, so venomous. So would you have to spit in somebody's mouth or just spit on them? I don't know. Depends on the venom, how powerful it is, because some of it can be absorbed in the skin. I mean, like right. if you even touch a poisonous toad inappropriately, it can be absorbed through your skin. That's true. Yeah. Like poison ivy. You know, it's kind yeah. of the same thing. Yeah, except... Not an animal. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. It doesn't say kind of how many years we're going to have to wait, but I'm assuming it's probably more than like 10 or 20. So, Yeah, probably yeah. true. I thought I was looking for a date on it. I was thinking like they were going to bring it in 
you know, like humans have poisonous venom in like 2026. But so how bad would that be if we figure that out while we're on our way to Mars? Like Elon Musk put some people on this ship to Mars and then all of a sudden they figure out one of those people have this problem. It's a benefit. It's not a problem. It's an evolutionary benefit. But the Martians would be immune to it. Uh, I don't know. They might be more susceptible to it. Oh, that's a good point. There's only one way to tell. How? French kiss a Martian. Maybe that's why we drink alien ale beer. We can test the toxicity of our saliva on alien life forms by French kissing them. Yes. Yes. Speaking of alien ale beer, Pat, you're enjoying an alien ale beer here today. I am enjoying alien ale. Yes. Uh, it's one of the finer beers. Yes, we, we are all enjoying an alien ale while we record this, you know, late on a Friday. Some woman who's complaining a bit, I think, she's left horrified after her accountant boyfriend sends her an invoice for their first ever romantic weekend away, complete with a spreadsheet breaking down every cost of the cent. I don't know what she's whining about. The There's no name of the person, right? What, in case we want to hire them? Well, I'm just making sure it wasn't me. It sounds like something it's, I would do. Oh, no. It says an unnamed woman voiced her upset after her boyfriend sent her an itemized invoice for $167.99 to cover her half of their trip away. She said she would have been happy to pay for half of the weekend, but she felt weird that her accountant partner was treating her like a client. Now, do you think he only did that because he was disappointed with how the weekend went? Well, I think she's incriminated herself a bit here because she says she's always insisted on going halves on any dates. And oh. so when somebody actually calls her out on it and says, all right, then, here it is broken down, then right. she gets all pissy about it. Well, okay, exactly. So he just broke it out and he was trying to be fair. If she went up and said, look, you know, let's split this, he's saying, okay, you know, I'm, I covered everything. I'm basically offering you some credit. Here's what you owe me, and here's a breakdown, so I'm not trying to rip you off or anything like that. It's not like I had a buy one, get one free coupon, and my part's free. Yeah, I would have paid for that. I don't see anything wrong with this. Yeah, I don't either. I think she's just whinging. Do you remember that story we did once about the uh, robot, which was hitchhiking across yes. the world and hitchhiking across the United States, and it got to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, and then it got beaten up and ripped apart? Right. Yeah, right. that's a sad story, that one. It well, is. Apparently, a man was shot dead in Philadelphia while filming a movie to end gun violence. Oh, man. So, like a documentary about it? Yeah. So, I guess we're not going to get to see that movie because he didn't no. get to finish it. No. He was inside a Un house. Unless, though, maybe he was filming the last scene. I mean, that'd be a heck of a way for the movie to be. end. Yeah. He was actually inside a house in North Philadelphia near the 1900 block. So, if anybody's listening, don't move there. Why did I just get the Prince of Bel-Air theme in my head now? I or that was, that was West Philadelphia. Talking to individuals whose family members were victims of gun violence, he went outside around 8pm to get extra equipment and was shot multiple times. So there's a lesson there to be learned. It's a tragic story, but... Yeah, don't make films. Well, yeah, and don't live in Philadelphia. Sorry to our, all of yeah. our uh, Philadelphia listeners and there. And also take all the equipment in the house the first time around. Right. Yeah. So there's three lessons to be learned from that. Follow yeah. those steps. You're immune from uh, gun violence. If they would have just moved to California, they would have been safe. Yeah, because they don't have guns in California. No gun violence in California. I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah. Syrian illegal immigrants disguise themselves as volleyball team. Why do you think volleyball? Is that easier to disguise yourself as a volleyball team? 
you don't need a lot of equipment. You know a lot about, you know, baseball and softball and stuff. Is it hard to kind of disguise yourself as a softball team? Well, you'd need some equipment. I think that's probably reason volleyball. Right. What don't they need a net and a ball? Provided by the venue. Oh. Oh. But then how do you know they're volleyball players unless they're wearing those tight shorts? Because I'm thinking this is probably like a bunch of men as normal. So how do they dress up as volleyball players? Because we know how female volleyball players look. But, that's the only reason we watch it with okay. the sound off. Sure. But, you know, I don't know how male volleyball players look. But is it beach volleyball or inside volleyball? Because that's two different uniforms. It is, yeah. Don't they have a lot of sand in Syria? So it's probably beach volleyball? Yeah. If we could have made a better job of having a wall there, there'd have been a lot more sand, to be honest. But Probably. Yeah. It says a group but of... If, but if that's true, though, there'd be a lot less volleyball. Be a lot more beach volleyball. Yeah, but if you get rid of all the players, you can't play as much volleyball. Tournaments will take much less time. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah. A group of Syrian illegal immigrants were arrested at an airport in Athens over the weekend. Don't know what weekend. After pretending to be a volleyball team with the goal of illegally entering Austria. So they're in Greece, right? Athens. Right. From from Syria in Greece. Greece. Trying to get into Austria. I mean, what's wrong with Greece? It's a lovely country. So I guess there wasn't a direct flight. It's Oh, here we go. The nine men attempted to board a flight. So it's actually men and pretended to be a volleyball volleyball team dressed in similar track suits, which are kind of like warm-up suits. Okay. According to a report from the Greek newspaper Prototema, the nine men were also found in possession of fake Romanian passports. And were arrested after they came under suspicion from security guards working at the airport. Is volleyball really that big in Austria? I think it would be bigger in Romania. Yeah, because there's too many yeah. kangaroos in Austria. Yeah, that's true. Plus, it's like the other side of the world. So. Right. Yeah. It's a long ways to go to play volleyball against kangaroos. So, in our uh, latest COVID scare, cuddling after lockdown may cause mutations says virology expert. What do you think about that, Pat? Well, I'm wondering if those are the mutations that you get that shoot poisonous mucus. Well, I thought I was thinking more about X-Men oh. type mutations. Hang on. Pat might be onto something here. What if that's one of those after effects of COVID? Well, you do a snot rocket and it's like poisonous. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's this mutated form of COVID now. Yeah. It's going to take a few years of practice to really get that to be. Unless you're a farmer. Good. They're really good at that. What? Snot rockets. Farmers are? Yes. Farmers insurance or farmers? No, farmers oh. that actually grow stuff. Okay. Ranchers too. You know, they don't grow anything. They just take care of the cows. I thought they just spit. No. They do the snot rockets. Yeah, they do. What, over our produce that we eat and we buy fresh at Kroger? Yes. Well, only the American ones though. I think all our produce from Kroger comes from like Mexico. Does it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I believe you. So a leading British molecular virology expert has urged people to refrain from hugging their loved ones, even as lockdown restrictions are eased in Britain, as contact may enable the virus to mutate. Oh, I thought they were talking about mutating people. Oh, me too. But I could also see, since the guy's British, maybe he just doesn't want to hug his family. Well, yeah, it doesn't show a picture of him or his wife or his relatives. So that's see, to probably me, that'd, the most likely That would be pertinent theory. information we'd yeah. need to know. He said, they may be tempted to hug their grandchildren or hug the family members, but it's incredibly important that they don't do that. 
I don't want to be a doom merchant, but the more risks we take, the more chance we have of the virus coming back and biting us. Now, when did the virus grow teeth? I don't know. I didn't know it bit. Now I'm even more concerned. I wasn't scared of the coronavirus before, but now it's got teeth. It almost reminds me of some of those little animations. Yeah. And do you think it looks like a like a little cartoon ball that bounces around and then well, bites you? Get this, he's a professor, right? So he's using very professorial language here. He says, there's still a lot of virus out there. That's not very professorial. There's a lot of virus out there. No. It's like 12 but You know 12 what? Virus. Even, even know. you reading that in your accent, that doesn't sound like a very British sentence either. It doesn't, does it? No. It's, it's, anecdotally, we've all witnessed it. Various surveys suggest some people who've had a single dose of vaccine may feel like they've been protected and they're having visitors and they're meeting up with their family. And he goes on to warn that human contact could lead to mutations of the Chinese coronavirus, which could become immune to vaccines. Sounds a lot scary. That is scary. So you scary BS. Well, yeah, but th- see, once again, you're you're trying to kind of bring us down again. Now I I thought we were almost over this age of COVID, and now you're saying this next wave, the virus is going to bite you. I guess at least you'd know when it hit, right? It's like when you get a mosquito bite, you're right, like, oh, yeah. okay, I yeah. may or may not have just got malaria. Yeah. Right. So now all of a sudden you're, oh, I think I just got COVID. I got a COVID bite. Pat, you had COVID. Do you remember being bitten? Shortly before getting it? No, and that's the the bummer. I didn't realize that I had had it. Do you think that maybe your wife, Karen, she got bit by the virus, and then when she was biting you during lovemaking, you somehow contracted the virus from her then? Or do you think maybe it's just... I can't confirm nor deny that that may have happened. What, What if Karen got bit by the virus and they cuddled, and that's how Pat got the virus? Right. So we're going to expect a mutation soon. Yes, so maybe gonna, maybe Pat has the evil COVID saliva from well, the mutation of cuddling. Where it's going to be on an island with Pat Beeman, who has grown an extra arm out of his back. Yes. Yeah. I look forward to that episode. The sad part is, though, Pat still doesn't do video on his podcast, so yeah. we'll never be able to see the uh, third arm sticking out of his back. Oh, if, if I get a baby arm, you'll have video. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, he's he's going to be doing some crazy breakdowns yeah. and moves with that extra arm growing Not out. Not only that, now we're going to have to get a hold of some folks yeah. to uh, yeah. set him up some video just yeah. in we're case. We're going to play some Beastie Boys. He's going to be doing some breakdancing. I like it. He's going to be spinning on that arm out of his back. and be brilliant. See, I told you this was going to be a happier news episode than the other ones. Yeah, at least we spun that one yeah. more to a happy Positively. tune. Yeah. We're all about positivity. Yes. So this next one is also positive. Off-duty firefighter who moonlights as a beekeeper, because why not, saves New Mexico man from a swarm of 15,000 bees that flew into his car through an open window as he left the grocery store. Why did the bees target that dude's car? Did he buy a bunch of honey? I don't know. Pat, I want you to explain this story, how you think it went before I actually read how it went. Well... So the firefighter, first of all, well, let's get to him. He moonlights as a beekeeper. But I assume he was at the grocery store in his capacity as a firefighter. If you asked me to oh, speculate. Off duty. No, he said off-duty. So off-duty, going firefighter. Oh, no. He's off-duty. Right. So it wasn't a 911 call. No, he's got gotcha. Okay. So just just hanging out, just he's off work, yeah. but has his beekeeper suit with him, I guess. I mean, talk about happenstance, you know, yeah. happenstance, whatever, however you pronounce it, or sliding doors, as you like to refer to it in movie movie terms. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just imagine that. The one thing you do as an off 
kind of like project or job and you get to do it and save somebody's life at a grocery store. Right. It's kind of like uh, when like single moms travel on airplanes and somebody has a medical emergency and they have essential oils with them. Yeah. Then they can immediately heal them that is whenever true. they have a problem on an airplane. Yeah. So the Alp- Albertson shopper returned to their car around 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. After beginning to drive away, they discovered thousands of bees in the car. Wait, now hang on. You said 15,000 bees. 15,000. So as he was driving away, that's when they discovered there's bees in the car. Now I get in my car and there's a fly in the car. I know that before I pull out of the parking lot. I'll pull over and I'll be like punching the windshield. There's 15,000 bees. Now, I'm not the most observant person sometimes, but I'm pretty much telling there's 15,000 bees in the car. But he could have been driving a limo. Or a, uh, what are those cars with the dead bodies in them called? Teslas? No, you're thinking of Ford Focus. No. Um, oh. oh, hearse. Hearses. A hearse. Yeah, hearses. That's a good point. I get that confused with hearses, kisses. Yeah. But that's Hershey's, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I, t- I thought it was a really bad brand name until I kind of actually. I'm pretty sure yeah, Hershey's doesn't make down. cars, though. So, off-duty firefighter, we're going to give him a name check. Jesse Johnson was called to the scene because he's a part-time beekeeper. I mean, who knew that? And was able to relocate all of the bees to his own property. Only one person, the store's security guard, was stung during the incident. This was in New Mexico, by the way. Okay, so dude gets in his car, figures out, oh, there's a bunch of bees, gets out of the car calls the beekeeper dude, and somehow the security guard gets stung? Yeah. Uh, see they, just don't, they just don't pay him enough, do they? Yeah, that's too bad about security guard brutality in this world today yeah. with the bees. Yeah, could have been puffer fish. That would have been worse. But I wonder, did the off-duty firefighter slash amateur beekeeper just drive the dude's car to his house and tell him, all right, guys, new house, and they just all flew out of the car? I don't know, because you have to grab the queen and then the rest follow. Oh, that makes sense. Kind of like the British monarchy. Yeah. If you grab the queen, the rest rest will follow. Yeah, makes sense. So I do have one sad article here. SpongeBob is the latest victim of cancel culture. No. No, this cannot be possible. I don't believe you. Quarantined crab episode about a clam flu pandemic is pulled because it might stoke anti-asian hate and one where characters break into woman's house and steal her underwear i think there's two separate episodes but what what ocean does spongebob live in indian ocean if he's got any sense right that's kind of what i figured yeah that's kind of sad about the the clam virus clam flu the clam flu well well, clam means something else in english food you know, it means something else in English. Oh. It means a lady's private oh. bits. Mm, yeah. Not the boobs, the other bit. Ah. The, the other, other private bit. Ah. Yeah, that's what a clam is. So the clam flu, that sounds like it might be a venereal disease. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I got you. I never put those uh, two things together. Yeah. Pat, See? have you ever had the clam flu? I have not. You have not? I've had clam chowder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's much better in New England than it is down here in Texas. I got to say, that is one thing we lack down here is some place that has actually very good clam chowder. Yeah. Now, can you get the clam flu from clam chowder? 
only the Boston style. Oh, okay. if you or not not the yeah. Boston. It's the what is what's the red one? The New York style or it's I've never some eaten there. Manhattan. I've never Manhattan eaten. clam chowder's red. New England clam chowder's white. <laughs> yeah, so you always want to eat the New England clam chowder. If you eat the Manhattan one, you can get the clam flu. Okay, so I should put a warning on the products. I think they do, but yeah. people just don't pay attention. Yeah. I mean, it's the same people that drink bleach and eat Tide Pods. I'm right. pretty sure there's warning on there too, but yeah. they just ignore it. Yeah, I mean, th- you gotta love freedom. We're gonna do what we want to do. Yeah, especially here in Texas. Yes. So the episodes are no longer available to stream on Paramount Plus, and can't be purchased on various digital marketplaces, which means. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm going home and downloading the episodes on BitTorrent. But uh, anyway, so quarantined crab was deemed insensitive due to the real-life pandemic. The episode can also be interpreted as problematically displaying exclusion. Midlife crustacean was deemed inappropriate due to the panty raid at the end. I have not seen those episodes. No, I haven't either, and and I kind of feel sorry for SpongeBob. I mean, he he always tried to be so positive and look at life through, you know, kind of rose-colored glasses, working in a little fish fry factory or whatever it was, a little uh, burger joint. And the good thing is where he lived... He was able to own a house on the salary of somebody that made Krabby Patties. Yeah, but doesn't he live in a pineapple? Yeah, but it's still a house. And remember, Patrick was unemployed and he lived next That's door. True. Oh, as we have Patrick here. And, oh, we do have yeah. a Patrick one here. Of, one yes. of the episodes my son got fixated on was um, when Patrick was working at the Krusty Krab. Not Pat Beeman. Oh. Patrick Starfish. Patrick Starfish. Yeah. Okay. Um, Somebody calls and say, hey, is this the Krusty Krab? And he goes, no, this is Patrick. And then somebody else calls and says, hey, is this the Krusty Krab? He goes, no, this is Patrick. And somebody calls again, like, hey, is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. And SpongeBob has to remind him, hey, Patrick, that's the name of the restaurant. So uh, there's a life lesson in there, Pat, for you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, remember that when I'm at the yeah, Krusty Krab? Yeah, you remember that. You remember that when you're in the Krusty Krab. It's about the restaurant. It's not about you, Pat. Season 12, Quarantined Crab. Quarantined Crab. They're spelt quarantined with a K at the beginning, which is brilliant, but it makes me mispronounce the word. There are 12 seasons of SpongeBob? Oh, probably more. Yeah, because this one would have been before. I think SpongeBob just stopped making episodes not that long ago. It says many of the main characters were quarantined at the Krusty Krab by the health inspector, leading the characters to try figuring out who has the illness. Yeah, we're going to have to watch that one. Yeah, I'll, da- to- I'll download it again. And yeah. I'll get the- oh, it even tells you, like, midlife crustra- crustacean, where they do the panty raid, was in season three, and they stopped airing that on Nickelodeon back in 2018. Is that the year when stealing ladies' panties became a sensitive issue? I thought that was all part of just going to college and being in a fraternity. Yeah. So here's one which is going to annoy everybody listening. Eating just two sausages a week increases your risk of heart disease and early death by up to 51%. Oh, okay. So if you eat more, you're okay? Well, I don't know. I was wondering if like... Because you you said eating... Well, if you eat four, does it increase it by 102%? No, because it said just two sausages. So you got to eat more sausages so you don't have the problem. Right. That's probably true, actually. So they normally come in packs of six, right? Sausages... Well, it depends on the sausage. Well, 
and it depends yeah. on the brand and all oh. that. But it's usually more than two in there. Yeah. So I think to be safe, you just need to eat all six sausages. Yes. But if we're wrong, we've actually increased your risk of heart disease and death by 153%. No, I'm going to stick to our logic. All right. Just don't. Fair if you're going to eat sausage, make sure you eat yeah. more than two sausages a week. Yeah. I wonder what happens if you only have one a week. Well, I mean, this study, I mean, it comes from a reputable university, McMaster University. You know where that is? I don't. You don't? And, oh, you're going to love this one, Shepard. And Hamilton Health Sciences in Canada. So this is automatically BS. Mm -hmm. Track the diets and health outcomes of 134,297 people from 21 countries spanning five continents. But what are they doing in other countries? Why can't they just stay in Canada? Well, they're measuring people who are eating sausages. Why can't they just stay in Canada? Why can't they just deal with Canadian bacon? You know, Canadian bacon is just ham. This has been some kind of a absolute conspiracy theory that, once again, is why Canadians frustrate me. They have ham. They call it Canadian bacon. And they've fooled yeah, Americans for bacon, years. It? It's a poor man's bacon. It is. How close is too close? Meet the sisters who are so obsessed with each other that they sleep in the same bed with their sibling's husband, use the bathroom in front of each other, swap underwear, and even share a boyfriend. Now, do I need to reread that one, Pat, for you to break that down? No, we need to get deeper into this story. Yeah, all right. Because, like, they swap underwear. Yeah. I mean, here, I'm done with it. You can use it or when it's clean. So, oh, that's a good point, though. What's I mean, that? That, that is a detail we need to figure out on what, that. What about underwear? Well, yeah, but it could be one of those where it's like, okay, I get this pair in the morning and you get it in the afternoon. But we'll have trouble with that. No, he's trying to figure out why Sandra chose this time to come up near the door and just start making Sweet noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one man down here. There's people with the drums and the cymbals and the knee cymbals just gonna go. <laughs> There's a new show on TLC, which, if you remember from episode one of In Other News, I said that's the one which shows like the ads about women's sanitary products, oh. like every third right like yes. commercial. Yes. Well, they've got a new show called Extreme Sisters, right? So I don't know how many episodes this is going to run for, but it chronicles the lives of five, oh, I guess five then, of five sets of sisters who are a little too close for comfort. The show stars identical twins, Anna and Lucy DeSink from Australia, who want to have babies at the same time with their shared boyfriend, Ben. Bet Ben's happy, isn't he? Oh, it depends. Ben is living the life. I mean, you, you might think Ben's happy, but Ben might not be happy at all. Yeah. Well, there's no picture of the sisters, so See? I mean, that's... So now we don't know yeah. how happy I mean, Ben we is. Know, we know Pat would find them attractive, but you know, I don't know kind of if it would pass in the wolf and the shepherd's standards of attractivity. Probably not, yeah. since they're from Australia. So not only do they dress alike, but they are also married to identical twin... Bro oh, hold on. This is a different pair of identical twins because that didn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no. now you've lost All right, me. then. So I'm guessing this is another episode. Identical twins Brittany and Brianna Dean not only dress alike, but they're also married to identical twin brothers, Josh and Jeremy Salyers. Oh, and there's some more. As for Christina and Jessica, they consider each other soulmates and their unbreakable bond led to them getting divorced at the same time. I thought, though, identical twins were required to dress alike. Um, only the girls. Right. Well, Boys don't. 
No, the boys don't, but the girls do. No, because girls copy each other all the time anyway, isn't it? It's yeah, like, and they're taught that way at birth, right. so that part's not a surprise. I mean, every picture you ever see, they are always wearing the same thing, so that part I'm not really surprised about. But I'm also thinking, like, the ones that got the divorce at the same time, got to go back to the buy one, get one free thing. Right, I yeah. mean, that maybe there's some financial benefit to this, and they're just saving money. Yeah. Their lives cost half as much as a non-twin triplet or whatever does. Yeah. So maybe they're smarter than we are. I was looking for a buy one, get one free deal when I got my girlfriend, but apparently it's just buy one, get none free. So oh. Oh. Kind of, I don't have any buyer's remorse. I'm just saying I was just looking for a bargain. Kind of harkens back to the mail order bride episode. You just didn't want to disclose that before right. with the girlfriend, yeah. but I get that. So is another of an animal being an asshole, but... I love this particular species of animal, so I won't hear a bad word said against it. Terrifying moment, angry octopus attacks a lifeguard standing on the shore moments before wrapping his tentacles around his neck. Okay, before you go any farther. Yeah. I'm on the side of the octopus. Well, me too. I love octopi. Yeah. I mean, we know octopuses. I love more than one octopus. Or octopi. Yeah, if that's how you say it. Do you love octopuses, Pat? I have seen an octopus in its... Natural habitat, but I'll be honest with you, I'm taking the lifeguard in this one. Oh, uh, well, you know, yeah, I like but, to be the devil's okay. advocate. All right, well. state your case. Uh, he walks on two feet just like I do. He's out there trying to keep the beach safe, looking out for people, probably hunting honeys. And an octopus comes out of nowhere, apparently, walks up to him and slathers him with tentacles. But what if the octopus was also trying to keep the beach safe because that's an entryway into his home right. and he's just playing border patrol? Well, here's where the details kind of confuse the story a little bit mm. for the first time in, in any of our articles. A former lifeguard. So now he's a former lifeguard. So now he's not an upstanding member of society. Absolutely, path. that does make a difference. Now okay. he could... Now because the octopus terrible. took his job because he was doing yeah. a better job than right. the lifeguard. Well, we don't know that yet. True. It says he's been viciously attacked, not just attacked, by an angry octopus. How do you determine if the octopus is angry? Well, his mouth is in a downturn position. Well, more uh, importantly, why is he angry? That's what it's about. Probably well, because the body or the lifeguard wasn't doing his job keeping the beach safe. I'm so sure. the octopus said, you know what? I'm going to be a vigilante here. I'm going to take yeah. everything into my own eight hands, and I'm going to fix this beach. You know, we're not one for sensationalism, but we will read sensationalism if we see it. The okay. next two points on this article says, the father of one, not the octopus, the former lifeguard, was launched at by the sea monster in Dunsborough in WA. What state's that? WA, is that Washington? Washington. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Carlson, who I'm guessing is the former lifeguard, described the animal as the angriest octopus in Geograph Bay. So I'm guessing he's seen a few angry ones and thought this one was more pissed off than most. I, I do see some sensationalism in this. Yeah. Pat, you can't disagree with that, right? Yeah. It's it, it getting extraordinary, no question. Right. Well, I shall continue further with the story. A former lifeguard has been attacked at an idyllic holiday spot. I don't think there was anywhere idyllic in Washington, except the bit where they filmed part of the Twilight movies. Was that Washington? All the woods and forests yeah, and stuff? or Oregon. Yeah. It was probably just it filmed those, in California, but they told everybody there, yeah. it was up there. So yeah. at the idyllic holiday spot by an angry octopus that wrapped its tentacles around his neck. Now, there is more to this story, Pat, but I want to hear your uh, defense for the... Oh, well, I need to hear from the, the octopus. Story. All right. 
Yeah, it doesn't mention his name, his age, or whether he's married or not. See, so octopus. it's unfair. This is yeah. this is that media bias towards right. octopus, and I've I've talked about yeah. this a lot. That for some reason, like when we talked about the mantis shrimp, I don't understand why mainstream media has such an aversion to sea creatures. I don't know. That's why this show does such a service to right. sea creatures. Well, look what they did to SpongeBob. Right, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well. I think the final points in this story probably tell us all we need to know. Okay. What are those points, Tristan? <laughs> Point number one, why does Sandra keep doing out there that she's so bored yeah, because we're having our little treehouse meeting cross, in here. She's doing CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there oh go. Now, now she's moving <laughs> furniture out there. Oh, that was some... Let's, okay. Let's finish this up. So Lance Carlson, 34, first saw the marine creature when it lashed out at a seagull near Ramada Resort at Geograph Bay in Dunsborough, Western Australia. Oh, so WA isn't Washington. It stood for Western Australia. While walking with his two-year-old daughter on the beach, he videoed the octopus, which probably explains why it got pissed, Mm. splaying in the crystal clear water. See how they're trying to sell the holiday destination in the crystal clear water. But back up. Was this the same seagull that looked like the phoenix? Well, when they're in the air and they're more than 30 yards away, they all look like phoenixes, except, True. you know, for the but smoke see, rising from the See, phoenixes. it could have been that same phoenix that set the octopus off. Like, uh, this guy is about to attack my homeland. I got to get out on this beach and I got to take care of this phoenix. And then this former body, or uh, I keep calling him bodyguard. bodyguard. I don't know why. This, this former lifeguard just has to get in the middle of the animal kingdom. Right. And that's just not fair. Well, it says... He was videoing it, and then it pounced on his neck when he turned his back. Which like, I think the lesson is, don't turn your back on an angry octopus. Or like a Hollywood celebrity gets upset when the paparazzi follows him. Right. I mean, this might have been a famous octopus. We don't know. And maybe that's why they want to have him remain unnamed. Well, with all that said, thanks for tuning in to this episode of In Other News. Pat Beeman from On an Island with Pat Beeman. Thanks for joining us again. And we're, looking, and we're looking forward to that third arm growing out your back, mate. Absolutely. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wolf and the Shepherd podcast. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, thewolfandtheshepherd.com, to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes when you get a chance. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for additional content. Join us next time for another episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Ooh.